1: Sports Radio, 929 game 92.9thegame.com.
2: It's Sam and Greg doing the mambo. Everybody's hey. head is popping here. Everybody, you say what you want about Ricky. This, this is one of them toe-tapping songs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sports Radio, 929 game 92.9thegame.com. On this May 14th, Sam and I back officially on Saturday morning as we say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a special good morning you find folks in Little Lilburn, Georgia. Over Lilburn, Georgia?
3: Yeah. yeah. Lilburn, Georgia. I was out of Lilburn, Georgia about a week ago. Doing? Uh, Went over to Parkview High School. Okay. Went, went, went by there. Home of uh, uh, Matt Olson, his alma mater. That's true. And we had a chance to uh, talk we with should We should thank uh, Mrs. Mrs. Olson, Mrs. Mrs. Olson. Lee. Is, Mrs. is it Lee?
2: Lee? Lee Olson. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on Mother's Day. Yeah. She was great. She was, she was quite effervescent. Yes, she is. and proud of her son. <laughs>
3: Very proud, as well. She
2: should, and her other son too. I would yes, imagine too. Right, right, right. And they didn't fuss and fight like boys would do. So yeah. they, they, they got off easy. <laughs>
4: if, they, if she had two boys in the
2: house and furniture wasn't busted up and had a problem with it, yeah, yeah she friend, got off
3: easy. Apparently, they didn't have any of that. You <laughs> know, it was families with girls that got that problem. She's happy to happy to have him back home.
2: Yeah, man. Um, I.J. Rosenberg going to join us later on the hour. We're going to talk High School Hall of Fame. Got a casting call. I shot something this week, and I will tell you the project because I didn't have to sign an NDA. Um, it's called Fantasy Football. I'm going to make my first little venture into something happened on Nickelodeon. Whoa. And the coach of this particular team is a Hall of Fame former Falcon. Yeah, but no stranger to acting. No. No, no stranger to in acting. In modeling. Yeah. No <laughs> Both. Stranger, no stranger to acting. So um Mr. Gonzalez is in it, but there's a whole lot of other people that are in this in this uh movie. So that's all coming up here. Um what was I gonna oh man, I was gonna ask you something and just my mind. Yikes. It just it completely just skip my mind before we're getting to this NBA stuff. I don't know. Something I saw this past week that was just crazy. But anyway. Uh if you're just joining us, we want to thank um. Corey McCartney for joining us, but we got into the uh, NIL discussion, and Dion's upset about what's going on with that. We've talked um, a little bit about what's going on with with Mickelson. We didn't get deep into that. He's pulled out of the PGA. The reigning champion.
3: I just want to know when are we going to see this dude again.
2: I don't think he's missed, and I think he's going to stay away as long as he can. I can't say I don't think he's missed. I don't think he's missed at all. His name rarely, if it, it all came up. During the Masters, because Tiger was there, Tiger's going to be at the PGA Championship, so his name won't come up again. And anytime his name does come up, it's with a snarl these days. And the thing—he derailed a lot of what's going on right now with this new league and the relationship between the PGA Tour, not only him and himself, but their stance toward people who want to get exemptions and get out of this. So, yeah, that's a whole another segment we can push, get into with him. But again, as always. This is what has been said. Mickelson was was liked by the public the way he was. The golf fans loved Mickelson, and this is when Tiger was sort of a machine and there was nothing to really connect with, but the players all loved Tiger. Yeah, Not so much Phil. And we're seeing that play out right now because when he said what he said weeks ago about this new tour and then, uh, you know, the Saudis that are backing it and all this sort of stuff. I mean, everybody from Rory McIlroy came out and just like killed him. So I don't think he's missed as far as the players. Yeah. Some fans may have a problem with it, but I don't think he is anyway, switching gears here. Uh, golden state is moving on, man. And despite the noise that Memphis made, they were, you know, jog ja got hurt and everything. You sort of saw this coming with golden state and they know what they need to do. Getting forward. We got some sound from Draymond green, um, he talked about this. It gets tough from this point on.
0: This one feels good, but in saying that, we know how tough the next round is going to be. It gets tougher as you go,
3: but you know that's you. You accept that challenge, and we're looking forward to it.
2: And and this is what Clay. I mean, the story surrounding these guys in this just this last series. Clay coming back. Clay, you know John Morant doing what he did to him, but yet the Warriors playing more like the Warriors pre-KD days. And that's with Draymond getting thrown out of a game, too. <laughs> so all the, all the elements are there for a very exciting Golden State series, whoever they play next. you got to wait and see what happens with Dallas, but are you sure that Phoenix is going to win that series?
3: I think Phoenix wins it. I mean, the, the Dallas has been strong. It's been, it's been an entertaining series. It's been a physical series. You know they've been bouncing each other around, and um, you know, but but uh, I think Phoenix takes it at home. You're going to see the the depth and experience of a team that has been to that level last season, and um, that's what I expect to see. Now in the East, the other Eastern Game Seven, that's a question with Milwaukee and Boston, right? Austin. Right, because nope. we know who Milwaukee is. We know they're, defend- they're the defending champs. We know they got Giannis, and um, you know you kind of wonder what the, the missing Middleton might do to this team. And maybe we've seen a little bit of that, but maybe just seeing this Boston team just just wanted a little bit more. I mean, they playing like they really want it. And I think that's what we're being reflected when you watch Boston.
2: We are we are we're watching a Dallas team that might take it to the next level over a Phoenix team. And it will because of Luca, who has gone from star to superstar and putting a team on his back. And if what you just got through talking about, and Boston prevails, it will be because of Jason Tatum, who is going from right in front of our eyes, star to superstar. That team, that that player who can put a team on his back in a game like this. We've seen Giannis do it already. But as you said, the missing components from last year, not being there with Middleton, and and just the, just the little subtle differences, may be enough for for Boston to catch. And then you got just. I mean um, – Boston's amazing story because midseason,
3: people were like, where are they going? Exactly, exactly. You know, they were kind of like dead in the water kind of. And, uh, man, as the season went on toward the end, they really caught fire. And, and they're,
2: they're looking like – you know, they're for real. They're looking legit. Marcus Smart is that dog. He is that dog. And though he had the, the mishaps at the end of that last game, it was kind of like Draymond in that, you know, he didn't care for the failures during a particular game. He's he's that guy and this is what you want when you have success. You can't be a, you can't be scared of failure. And having that mentality is what gets you through. There are people who hold back who never get to that level cuz like, "Oh, I want to do this because, you know, what if I miss it?" Everybody, you know. They don't care. Draymond's like that and 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 Marcus Smart is like that. So you got those two components along with the superstars. There I I'm I don't even know who I want to to win out of this, I'm cool with you. <laughs> I really don't. You know, and normally I would say this, you know, I don't want nothing from Boston being successful. I'm one of them dudes. You know, I just. But, but, not because, a fan of them. But this team, I no probably played. With. And then, exactly. then
3: and then our old friend Al Horford comes out and has oh, a big game. Oh, man, that's right. And you kind of forget about him, you know, because he's never been the guy to toot his own horn, all that type of thing. He's just going out and he plays. And, you know, he kind of gets in where he fits in these days. Hmm. But, you know, he had a game where he just really had to come out in a big way and he shows it, hey, I can still. I can still do some of that if
2: you need me to. I want to say something about our fearless leader. I mean, our real fearless leader. Downstairs on the eighth floor, got the corner office. I've said this before, and when I say it, I want you to just understand. It's just kind of a, how they look. There's a little similarities to them. But every time I see Al Horford, I'm not talking about you know good games, just period. You know who he reminds me of? Right. Rick Caffey. <laughs> Does he yeah. a little bit to you?
3: It, 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 Eric's over there going, No, like, I'm not saying that He Eric, does. He Eric, just kind of looks a little
2: bit. He just reminds me a little bit of Rick. They got certain features. I said well, well, that when he was here as a hawk. Well, well now that you mentioned because first
0: I thought you were talking about Mr. Reggie, but now you're no, 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 talking about, about Rick. Yeah, Rick well, They're both tall, light-skinned, bald head. Okay, I, I guess I see it, yeah. <laughs> well,
2: it wasn't just that. <laughs> hey, Rick, he said that. <laughs> I was just talking about it overall. There's a way about them and they carry themselves. Eric just really simplified that. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't go in right there. right down. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and and we talk about Mr. Caffey. We're talking about a Bulls fan. He and I. Drink, Is he? He and I drink from the same fountain when oh, it comes man. to the Michael Jordan days okay. and, and the Bulls. But he just has, and oh, it's wow. also the way that Horford carries himself. There's a there's a there's a deliberateness about the way he speaks and the way he carries himself. Right.
0: Look, look here. When you got that kind of money in the bank, and you got a a, a, a beauty pageant winner yeah. as a wife. Yep. Yeah. You carry yourself all kinds of ways. Now, Hang on a second. Are you talking about Al Horford? You talking
2: about Al Horford? About
0: yeah, Horford, Arnold, Al Horford? Yeah, yeah, his wife yeah. is Miss yeah, Dr, man. isn't and, she? Yeah, and, 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 and so, Mr. Is, so is Mr. Caffey's. You know. Well, you know, well, you got that kind of money in the bank.
2: <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, he's always uh, since the days of Al of, of uh, Hel- Horford playing here in Atlanta. When I see him, he just reminds me of Rick. Yeah. People like people say that me about me these couple years. Ago, I've been getting killed since what's his face Warren took over the head of the Big Ten, that commissioner.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Everybody. Oh, yeah, there was a picture. him. Oh, yeah. I even had to do a double take. My wife had to do a double take. So Separated at birth, huh? <laughs> no, no, not now. But when he first took over, there were some pictures of him and 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 favored him. And some folks that you hear. Who do people say you look like do they ever, that, that you remind them of?
3: Everybody's know. got somebody. Yeah. Uh, nobody lately.
2: Okay. I can't think of anybody either off the top of my head. Yeah. I could, you as a That's person. That's a good
3: thing. But you know, I, I i ran into somebody years ago. I got it and he looked at people and he really did. And I was like, dude, don't do anything bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> wow. What do you look
2: like? Yeah. He, oh, he looked like, he was he look like you? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, don't do I anything mean, bad.
3: I mean, he lived in Cleveland. So I don't, you know. Okay, you're going to throw they're that they're out there, there, huh? Yeah, he lived in Cleveland.
2: But the other one that's famous right now, and I say this, and I again, I mean no disrespect, but from the side, from the side only, Clay Thompson. I feel sorry, but he looks like young Castro. He,
3: he does. He always keeps saying that about him. He always he
2: looks just like – go look at them young pictures of Castro. He looks like Clay Thompson, just from the side. Okay. That's why I always got to kind of just menace when Clay Thompson comes off with that nice personality. This guy, I got to do a double take. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 Game, game 929theGame.com. We were talking NBA earlier in the show, and I asked Mr. Crenshaw if he had uh, you know get his thoughts on the new naming of the NBA postseason trophies. The Eastern Conference MVP, Mm -hmm. now the Larry uh, named after Larry Bird, Western Conference named after Magic Johnson. Okay. The team conference finals, our name winner is named after uh, in the East, Bob Cousy. In the West, Oscar Robertson,
3: and that makes you scramble and do your do your Wikipedia or uh, Google or whatever uh, to find out about these two players, find out about these two men, and what they meant to the league.
2: Yeah, but without getting into Kuzey and Robertson, which you should know they who they were and what they did in the championships that they got, as Milwaukee sits here and this this is the only one Oscar got. Yeah, but Oscar played on didn't he play on that Olympic team? Back in like '60 with Jerry West, they won a gold medal. I want to say I could be wrong, or was it earlier? Nat with, with, uh, with Bill Russell.
3: May have been that one, the one with with, with Bill Russell and uh, and uh, them dudes in '56. KC Jones.
2: Yeah, I, I know it was. I know he got he was on Olympic team. Yeah. So, but my question is, are you cool with Magic and Larry being the conference MVP? Um, yeah, because of what Their they names attached because, to those MVP because trophies. of what
3: they m- meant uh to the to the league and because of what they paved the way for what we see today uh in the league. I, I, I got no problem with it. Yeah, me either. Me either. Yeah. And
2: those who say Michael, you know, me, they, there is no Michael They paid the without way for Magic him too. and yeah, for, without Magic and Larry. Yeah. And you could say you, and you could actually put Dr. J ahead of that one too. Because yeah. Michael doesn't do what he does without Dr. J and that influence. But David Stern though, that's the one I'm 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 wondering why they don't rename like the I said, Larry I've trophy. always
3: I've always said he, he gets something international, that he should get something international because of, because of his influence. But there
2: is no He's, award that's, that's, more, that's, they, that's international, It's prestigious. I don't think that meets the level of well, what well, he did it, for the league. It'll,
3: it'll get the prestige if his name's attached
2: to but it. But again, we talk about Magic and Larry – Again, this is my argument for for, for, the, for the NBA. But again, yes, in the NBA, and I'm saying the NBA trophy, yeah. the winner should be the should be named after Stern because Magic and Larry coming into the league that rivalry exploded because of what David Stern did. He's the one that got the TV contract. There was Everything was on tape delay, those first few championships, a magic and Larry.
3: Then, then you're making David Stern be
2: small. Because no, that's the just part, the
3: beginning. Because a bigger part of it is that internationally, you look at all the rosters. What were the rosters looking like then? And what the rosters look like now with international players? You're making
2: my point. That's, David Stern are, did that. Yes, I'm, you're making so my point that these are all the things that he did. So, 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 so it
3: shouldn't be just the NBA; it should be something
2: global. Well, the NBA begets global. It, the NBA. It, listen, and also we can talk about a dude down the street who did that on his own. Ted Turner started that, reaching out to NBA. You know that you covered that. These boys here were the first ones to reach out, really, and got him and Stan Caston We're reaching out for international players now. They went. They weren't Dirk Nowitzki, but they no. were reaching out. Remember the Goodwill Games and all of that. They were going after okay. players. I,
3: understand, I, understand I just,
2: I just think that the body of work of David Stern, starting with the TV contracts here that brought the NBA to legitimacy, and then branching out and making it the worldwide sport that it is now, that's all part of it. And Larry O'Brien was kind of a so-and-so too, you know. He really was. Um, well, apparently, you talk to a lot think of people, so. they've kept his name
3: on, on yeah, the. Yeah, I know. So. I
2: know. Well, I think Dave, you know, I think Adams. Had think he because, not died, because
3: he was there at the time when it happened, so he gets yeah. credit for it. he was there at the time.
2: Uh, Sam and I, listen, we're gonna talk a little bit about the prestige that has landed in your front uh, yard, and what you have. Yeah, buddy, we're gonna talk a little. We're gonna talk a little. Sam Crenshaw, little IJ Rosenberg, and and the jobs that these guys have moving forward, and it is a job and people, folks going to have something to say about it if it's not done right every year. <laughs> it's uh, Sam and Greg on this Saturday, the 14th day of May. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app.
3: It's Radio 99 The Game, 99 the Game.com. Sam and Greg with you on this Saturday morning. Glad you're with us, even though outside, you know, some folks maybe get some sun. A little cloudy outside the Kia Studios, 94s up. Hopefully it's nice wherever you are uh, on this uh, on this Sunday morning. On, on this Saturday morning. We're used to being here on Sunday morning, right? Right? We're here on Saturday.
2: Yeah, this is Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> and, we'll and we'll be back tomorrow. cartoons
3: on this morning. It will be back tomorrow. Uh, from 6 to 10. So, so glad you're with us. Hope you're following Sports Radio The Game on all of our platforms, be it on Twitter, be it on Instagram, be it on Facebook, and, of course, our website, 9290game.com. If any segments of any shows, including any episodes of Sam and Greg that you might have missed. Oh, uh, you can go back there and check
2: them out and hear Just them. Just tell everybody that we back on Saturday mornings. Okay, shouting out to the barber shops and the car yeah, dealerships yeah. And, and the truckers specific. coming through town. Yeah, and everybody else. Who don't we get a chance to shout out on Saturday? Okay, we got that. Got Chief Brandon, who's okay. making sure everybody is safe and fire free up in
3: Paulding County. Okay, and all time our folks who work in uh, who happen to work at hospitals, our health professionals, and whatnot who have to be working at this time. Uh, we salute you this morning. Good morning to you. Morning. Uh, um, you know, we've got something special and new that's coming up this year. I don't know what other states have this. Well, have, have a, a high school football hall of fame, not for coaches, but just for players. And think about all the people that play the sport. Uh, we just have, what, 30 players that had that played their high school football in Georgia drafted right. into the National Football League. They tell you a little bit of what we grow in this in this state. Uh, and the guy who's joining me now on the waitforit.com hotline, uh, I.J. Rosenberg, of score Atlanta. Uh, is helping to steer this together, and if I.J., we don't get this right, we're going to feel a whole lot of heat, guys. Yeah, buddy. Morning, I.J. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good
4: morning, guys. Everything good?
2: Everything is fine, man. Yeah, Sam and I were talking about this. Like every other hall, once the nominees and the inductions are done, you guys got to wear some, like, you know, chest protectors like umps. Because you got a whole lot of conversation coming at you, but that's part of it too, right? Because if you exclude yeah, somebody, somebody actually knows knows of that person's career um, when they were when they were getting it done here on the high school level.
4: Well, I think the you know the big test for us the first year will be, um, I you know I think it's going to be hard not to get it right the first year, and the reason for that is is there are so many great players to pick from. Um, and I've always said the nice thing about a Hall of Fame is it's just not one class. Um, we know that there'll be uh, plenty of players that uh, people are, you know, when we announce our first uh, inaugural class that people will look at and say, how is he not in there? But, uh, but he's going to have a chance uh, to eventually get there. We'll get to everybody. And, uh, you know, we're at a point, we've got a board meeting, on Sunday and of course Sam's on the board and very excited about that and what we're going to do is we've got a, uh, a jamboree a spring jamboree this Thursday night at North Gwinnett High School uh, you'll be able to watch the jamboree from 6 to 8 30 on Street TV and we're going to tease a little bit and that is is we uh, we're going to eventually get to a ballot that has a hundred players on it uh, and from that hundred players we will peak uh, excuse me. We will pick 36 of those players, uh, but we'll tease a little bit on Thursday night. Uh, we'll we will give out four players from each of the decades um, and each of the groups uh, that we're doing, including uh, the GIA, which was the uh, African or black uh, schools you know, that played uh, in the mid 40s uh, up until about the mid 60s. All black schools. Uh, we'll also have them a category for those players because. You know, of course, those players did not get a chance to play in the Georgia High School Association. Uh, So it's going to be, you know, really interesting. And I'll throw one out there for you because I had a big conversation with him this week. Uh, One of those players that will be on the ballot uh, when we come to 100 in a couple of weeks will be Bill Curry. Um, And Bill, of course, played at College Park High School. Um, but if you ever get a chance, uh, and of course, Bill Curry was a coach at Georgia tech. He was coach at university of Alabama. Uh, he started the Georgia state program, which I know means a lot to Sam. Um, but you know, most of, most of us that have been in the media a long time in Atlanta will tell you, he's, he's one of the top guys out there as far as just people. Um, but you know, his football career take away his coaching career. Uh, but the football career starting at college park high school, and then, of course, going to Georgia Tech uh, to play for Bobby Dodd. Uh, and in his professional career where, you know, he was the quarterback uh, for Bart Starr uh, in the 1965 NFL championship game, the last NFL championship game that, that Green Bay and, and Bill won. Bill, of course, would move on and become very close to Johnny Unitas uh, at the Colts. Uh, but these stories... You know that a lot of people don't know about. That's that's what we're trying to do with the Hall of Fame. We're trying to tell the story of high school football in Georgia, and and it's a pretty amazing story.
2: Well, IJ Rosenberg joining Sam McGregor Sports Radio ninety the game ninety two nine the game Mister Crenshaw, I need you to take a back seat because you're going to be okay. a part of this. But I got some questions here. Go ahead. Go now, ahead. now now now. Sure. <laughs> first of all, all met me great. Um, I'll. Uh, it's important to for people to know that despite what you saw of these players on the college level, on the pro level, that doesn't go into your consideration or does it as far as what you look at when you want to put them on or uh, in the hall for what they did on the high school level. And did you, did wow. I hear you correctly? Is it 30 plus going to be in that inaugural class?
4: Yeah, there'll be 36 plus in the inaugural class. And then when we announce. The 100 people on the ballot will also announce, you know, what we're going to be doing with the NFL Hall of Famers that uh, played at Georgia high schools. And, uh, and I think people will like uh, what the board voted on and decided to do with those players. Greg, I think one of the hard things and one of the things that people have to remember is, is that, you know, once we get back past 1970. Um, it gets more and more difficult as the dec- as the decades go back. Uh, and what I mean by that is, it's very hard, um, you know, especially with the African-American players uh, that played in the very early years to get any type of information on them. Um, and I think that, you know, we have to be smart about this and uh, you know, I, you know, to give you a, Sort of an example, Um, if you look at the NFL Hall of Fame and you look at some of the players, uh, you know, Richard Dent is a good example. Um, You know, we went back on Richard Dent and it was almost impossible to get any real information because back in those days, um, you know, the black schools, the all-black schools did not get much attention. Um, They got zero attention from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which, of course, you know, I'm embarrassed about because that's where I came out of. And that's where I spent a good part of my media years at. So, yes, we have to take more than just high school. Um, but at the same time, uh, there'll be a group of players that are on this inaugural team that weren't necessarily great college players. or And certainly if they're not a great college player, they're not going to be a great NFL player. Uh, At the same time, though, you're going to see the majority of these players in this inaugural class um, that were great college players and great NFL players. Um, And uh, uh, so, yes, it's all thrown in there. But high school uh, is it, okay? And and, I don't want to throw any names out there right now because sort of examples of of players that had great high school careers – and they're going to be on this first ballot. It might be in the first inaugural class, uh, but didn't, you know, didn't do much in college uh, and pro. So yes, uh, we are the focus. The number one priority is what they did in high school. Um, and if they're older, uh, you know, we give a little bit more uh, for what they did in college. And, and certainly if they made it to the NFL, or if they, you know, played in the NFC and the AFC, you know, there are a lot of uh, really, really good players uh, from the 40s and the 50s uh, and even the 60s and played at the all-black schools in Georgia, went on, were great uh, in the AFC, which for the most part was an, was an integrated league.
3: Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning. I.J. Rosenberg, Score Atlanta, joining us, talking about the uh, the inaugural class of the brand-new, uh, high School Football Hall of Fame, which I've been trying to call around to any other states to see if anybody else, other states are doing this, IJ. Um, I think that makes us very, very unique um, and something special to remember. Just mentioned it to Greg before you came on the fact that just in this recent draft, 30 players who played their high school football in Georgia, 30 uh, in the most recent draft. Um, it, it tells you about the caliber of talent that this state didn't just start producing, it's been producing this for, for a very long time.
4: Yeah, it is, and and I think one of the things that, and Greg, you know, you you, you sort of um, tended towards this a little bit, but I, I think one of the neat things people are going to see is they're going to see names and they're going to say, wow, you know, he played in Georgia, and uh, and, and and I don't want to give any of those away because you're just people going to be really surprised uh, about some of the the great names out there in pro football. Uh, that actually played their high school football uh, in the state of Sor- in the state of Georgia. And Sam, you're exactly right. I mean, the talent that comes out of this uh, state and has been coming out of this state for a very long time. You know, the recruiting services haven't been around forever. Um, and and you know, back when you know when I grew up and went to Lakeside High School in the 1970s, here we were, you know, certainly one of one of the top. Uh, sports schools in the state, if not the top all-around sports school in the state in the 1970s. But, you know, we didn't have five stars. We didn't have four stars. You know, you got letters from colleges. Um, uh, that's pretty much, for the most part, how they communicated with you um, at the beginning. So it just, you know, now what you're seeing is, is that, you know, when they had the NFL draft back in 19, or even back the year that I actually covered the Falcons, Uh, which was back in 1989. Deion Sanders was the first pick in the draft. Uh, But I don't think that draft was on television uh, as well as the fact (laughs) that, you know, there were nobody talking about how many kids were coming out of the state of Georgia. Uh, So yes, uh, it's amazing how many kids, and we're going to be really careful uh, to pick players from each of the decades if, you know, we could just go for, you know, for the kids that play in the early 2000s that are retired and don't play football anymore because uh, there's so many great names from those years. But those players uh, will eventually get, this is going to be a big Hall of Fame. It's not going to be a small one. That's for sure.
2: I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to do what you two have kind of danced around. And you haven't said it so I can say it. I'm going to give a couple names out here because this is a conversation that we've actually talked about on the show over the years, but you guys are going to have to, have a conversation about. So let me just br- remind you of something. A year or so ago, a guy went into the Football Hall of Fame who played high school football here. The following season, which was last season, a coach beat him out, who was the winning coach on the on the championship team, meaning Sean McVay and Calvin Johnson. Both played football, high school football here in the state of Georgia. Yet it was Sean McVay Who beat out Calvin Johnson for the player of the year? Who didn't, I don't know where he went to college, but he obviously didn't go to the pros, but yet he's this Super Bowl winning coach. Right. But you think about Calvin Johnson, Megatron, and all that. And again, this is a conversation that you guys on the high school level, though the perception is Calvin Johnson is probably infinitely better football player than Sean McVay, but when we were on this level, Sean got it done. He won state championship. There you go. Yeah,
4: he did win the state championship. And, and that's a and Greg. That's a good point. And remember, we're not comparing players, okay? We're, you know, I think it's unfair. Um, you know, you look at Calvin Johnson. Uh, I, I think it's unfair to try to compare um, two schools that played in different classifications. And that's got to be something that we t- and we spent a lot of time already talking about situations like that. I, I think the difference uh, in your two examples right there is that, you know, Sean McVay will eventually, uh, get on this ballot. I don't know if he'll be on the inaugural ballot, uh, or not, but yes, because of his ability in high school and because he was a great high school player, uh, at a great school, Maris, um, he will eventually, you know, get there. Um, you know, as far as Calvin Johnson is concerned, you're talking about a player that, uh, you know, Sandy Creek that not only was a uh, just an incredible player in high school, uh, but he played at a level um, where there was just a lot more talent uh, than the level that they played at. And and of course, Calvin Johnson is going to fall in a special category anyway, uh, because he is an NFL Hall of Famer. And let me say this, um, you know, there was a lot of talk on the board About what to do. And I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do with the Hall of Famers, but um, it was a lot of talk on the board about the Hall of Famers because we, you know, we, you know, Rayfield Wright is a good example. Uh, Rayfield, you know, when we went back and looked at him, uh, it was even hard to find uh, any evidence that he actually even played high school football. Uh, We were able to find that eventually. Uh, But my point is, I think you have to look at all these players individually, I think you have to look at their individual situations uh, and then go from there. And and Greg, it's going to be difficult. Uh, we know that um, you know there'll be people. And look, I hope people are calling your show uh, <laughs> and complaining. We want that to happen because that mean, that means people are interested in the Hall of Fame. They're interested in what's going on. And as I said. Um, you know, I think we'll, I, the inaugural one will be easy. I think as we start moving, you know, past the second and third year, this is what happened to me, um, at Lakeside high school, you know, the baseball hall of fame, which I've been involved with for years, uh, as a baseball writer, that's, that's a whole different ball of wax in the way that they actually do the classes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the Lakeside hall of fame, our first year, um, Our goal was to put in the best players at the school uh, in each of the individual sports. And for the most part, that's what we did. We just had our fourth class for the Lakeside Hall of Fame two weeks ago. And it was a totally different situation. It was much harder. Uh, We didn't have as many players. Uh, We had to do a better job going back and, and getting history of these athletes. So... I think there'll be some similarities there. Um, and I think there's first class, you know, you, I think you mentioned two good examples, um, but one being the difference. And that is, is that Calvin Johnson has made it to the pinnacle of, of, of football of professional football in the entire world. And that's, you know, of course the NFL hall of fame.
3: Yeah. Yeah. IJ, we thank you for getting up and spending some time with us uh, this morning to get us talking. We'll be checking back in as process, moves forward and looking forward to seeing you yeah, thursday out of uh out of north Greenwich yeah for the hey temporary. real
4: real quickly guys because i know you got to go Y'all, i hope all your people to your audience turn tunes into peach street tv thursday night at six o'clock and i'll tell you why we're going to do some really neat things we're going to put a camera in the huddle uh we're going to be taking you know a photographer well, We can't do this during regular season but we'll be back there taking photos from the back side of the offense and the backside of the defense while at the same time, we're talking to the coach on the sideline and they're telling us what to expect. You know, there's not gonna be any scores on the scoreboard. Um, There's really not, you know, the clock's not gonna be that big of a deal. But I think what we're trying to do Thursday night, in addition uh, to pushing our 34 game schedule this year, which really starts this Thursday, uh, and then it'll pick up again uh, with a new with a new uh, event in early August, and then of course we'll we'll start with Corky Kel. Uh But I think if you tune in Thursday night, you're going to get a really good idea of the insides of high school football. And again, that's six o'clock to eight thirty Thursday night on Peace Street TV. All right, all right. We'll see you out there. Appreciate it, I.J. Thank Sam, you, sir. Sam, Greg, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a
2: good day. All right. Appreciate it. We're going to talk more about that. Up next, a little casting call. Put some money in your pocket, as Sam says. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929 the game, 929games.com. 90 you guys thought we were busting into an episode. No soup for you. Were you a Seinfeld fan? Some. Not real die hard, not I could watch it. Yeah, how about you, Eric? Were you a Seinfeld fan?
0: Loved it, loved it to this day. No soup for you. Yes. You, you, got,
2: you got you got you got a favorite Seinfeld episode that pops to your mind? Oh
0: man, um, the the one with the golf clubs with Elaine when she was trying to get her boss's golf clubs back. That was a good one. Oh, Jay Peterman. Yeah, I like that character. He
2: was my favorite character. Yeah. Um, oh, I no. mean, and just
0: uh, all the scenes between. Um, uh, the the Yankees owner When he would go in the bathroom and keep talking He
2: wanted me to follow
0: him in the bathroom
2: <laughs> and, and by the way Do you think everybody knows who who the voice was For George Steinbrenner on Seinfeld
0: I don't know who the voice was for George you Steinbrenner You really don't know no. who it is
2: Sam do you know who it is The voice for George, for George Steinbrenner on Seinfeld That was Larry David Oh, was it? Really? One of the greatest writers that w- of all time. That, huh? was, that was the co-creator of the show. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Wow. That was so- yeah. that was Larry David Whoa. who voiced but, Stein, who voiced George Steinbrenner on the show.
0: But Sam, do you even know that episode where George was talking to Steinbrenner? He was like, I got a big project for you. I want you to do this. And he goes into the bathroom and then he comes out of the bathroom. He's like, Okay, you head the project. And hey, George is like, What's the project?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I bring I bring up the Seinfeld conversation because today's the anniversary of the last Seinfeld. Ah. It was the finale in 98. The two episodes and everybody, you know, really killed. They didn't say it was yeah. that, and, and, that. And Jerry decade.
0: Steinfeld is still making Those dudes gazillions.
2: got 400 yeah, they, million and they, plus, him and, him and Larry David. That's amazing. And, and, you know, you worked really hard for that decade or so that show was on. And, man, residuals man. mean that what they are. Whew. And those guys. And, listen, they didn't even get all the money they could have gotten because – You remember it was it was a pecking order for a while, but before that, Ted Danson with Cheers got all the money, and it was all about Cheers before Seinfeld blew up. So, anyway, yeah, that last episode. Did you like that last episode?
0: Um, I'll be honest with you, I can't really recall. It was when they went on
2: trial. They they, they, the kid there was a guy getting robbed, and they all made fun of this kid. They were taking some trip, and, and they were waiting for the NBC plane to get fixed, and they were in some small town. And some overweight guy gets mugged. And he's like telling them across the street, hey, come help me. And, you know, or videotape this. And they don't. And they stand there and get, make fun of them and they get arrested. That's a crime. You can't do that for not helping people out. And then everybody who was ever the character on that show showed up at the trial. To be witnesses. To be witnesses oh, and, wow. and talk about how bad these four people are.
0: I got a homework assignment. So the Seinfeld finale. Yeah,
2: okay. It was and everybody said it's dunk. Who loved the show? So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is normally when we take care of a, a casting call for you. You guys go to 929game.com slash casting call. You will see a, a list. This is a weird time right now, man. You got projects going down. Why? Wrapping Why? up. Because they're wrapping up. They just seem it it seems to happen this way. Not all of them. But okay. a lot of them are winding down, and you got stuff that's about to ramp up. I got three casting directors who are telling me they're finishing up projects and they don't have any needs this particular week. But, you know, in a couple weeks, they will be ready to go with these new projects. So they will come, you know, we talked about January Curry, who, by the way, I want to give a shout out to. I know she's leaving town. She is headed to, um, I'm not sure if it's her, well, one of her kids is graduating high school, the other one is graduating college this weekend. Okay. She got two to go to. Graduation's all over the place here. But she's <laughs> like, do the generic one, which you will see there on the Destination casting. got a new TV film. They need fresh faces, you know, men and women, all ethnicities for multiple upcoming roles. This is what's going on right now. So there will be a lot more individual, specific needs moving forward, while there are some who have some. The ongoing need for casting all talent, for legacies. They're looking for those of you 18 and over who still look like high school students. Um, on location casting, doing The Innocent. They're still looking for those of you who can pull out some stuff out of your closet and make you look like the 70s, all right? And also the color purple. There's a number of roles. This is going to be shooting through June. So basically they're just opening it up. They want to get you in their database. They want fresh faces. That's what's going on right now. But this is what's going to get everybody. It, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people are our audience. You got some game playing golf? I wanted to go hit him today. I'm having this you you this unusual Saturday. Yeah, I know. I got everybody brought up to go and do stuff. I want yeah. to go do something and I ain't got <laughs> nobody to do it with you got stuff to do. I was gonna hit it with well, you. I got stuff go go to you. I, mean, rain rain or... I got you know Chief Brandon trying to get him out on the course, but yeah, you're right. It's raining. So i having not played for a long time, I don't want to go out there on a soggy course. But those of you who can play golf, especially those of you who think you got game. Central Casting is looking for you
3: this these week. These people play real golf, or people go to Top Golf.
2: No, no, no. Because my neighbor beat me at Top Golf, and she don't even know what the difference between a wedge and a putter is. Yeah, and she went out there and dribbled them in the holes and the right ones, and she ended up winning. But it's then, but fun. It, out but there. if you look good doing it, look good ain't got nothing to do with it. You can just smack it and it'll roll out. As long as it goes in that s- spaceship, like <laughs> those little <laughs> holes, depending on which one it rolls into, you get the points that go along with that particular yeah. one. So she beat me. I haven't tried that yet. You must not stop- I've oh. been, I've been there. I've been there to do stories.
3: I've been there for events. We need to go. I to have been go- there to just go and just go and go. That's
2: what we're doing. We're okay. not gonna hit them. I'm gonna take you to. We get lunch there. Plus you know, Well, yeah. I, can, I can't eat the good stuff now.
3: Well, well, I won't eat the good stuff. Then. But you gotta we, have we, it we, we, though. We'll,
2: we'll both, we'll both eat. eat but eat. we gotta go to Top Golf. We'll get you we'll in there. We'll both eat smart. Which we'll one do you want to go to? Because we I gotta get them to invite us out there. Midtown or Alpharetta? There might be a third one now. I don't know about. But there's, there's a third one up near. Of Georgia. Well, I ain't going that far. So we'll go to Alpharetta, what's we'll run, go to what's Midtown. With Georgia, and are going to Mall nothing wrong with it, but we ain't got yeah, go to go up they're, there. Why go up there?
3: people up in Beaufort who would be happy to and meet you. Those are you. beautiful people up They'd there. They'd
2: love to meet you and greet you. If they're going to send and, and, a car down there for us and, 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 and let as, us both as, go, that's cool. It's right down But the road we can go right with to that one of the stripers. And, we can go to Chattahoochee and one in town. And then we go
3: across the street, go to K&G, get your three suits. I'm just saying Anyway, I'm just saying this right there.
2: Anyway, there is a need for those of you who got. A golf game. And the, here's the best part about this. Not only is Central Casting looking for you, men and women 40 to 65 years old, you're going to be a part of not only video, but they're going to take pictures of you too. And where is this filmed? You're going to get a chance to go out to Lake Oconee. Oh man. That sounds like Reynolds Plantation to it's me. A nice, it's a nice layout. Yes nice it layout. is. So again, you will see this casting, cool to go. cool golf to go. pros and high rates. Central Casting, you'll see it up on the uh List of job opportunities for this week's casting call. You guys got any questions about this? Well, first of all, it's 929thegame.com slash casting call. That's where you're going to see the list. I also have the links to um, the Georgia Department of Labor where you can submit to get uh, that certificate for minors in the house that want to be on set, be a part of these projects. Uh, Georgia.org, which I walk you through how to find the jobs behind the camera that are listed regularly. And, and a couple voiceover players, You know, Bill Seller is working with our girl Angela Davis. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and among – I mean, going back to Willie P, who used to work here. You're right. He's helping people out. Atlanta VoiceOver Studio, that's where I record my demos or my auditions. But they have not only that there, but they have – both of these will take you from soup to nuts. Everything you need to do with voiceover work. So that's also on the list. And a list of the casting directors, so you don't have to wait for me and Sam to come back once a week and let you know about these things. Now twice a week, but how to submit yourself too? So I got it pretty much idiot. I have it, so I would understand it, which means I have made it idiot proof. You think that, so? That was that was that's was my goal. Why'd you use that term? Because not, it kind of says it all. It makes people feel good about the fact. Well, I ain't no idiot, so I should be able to figure it out. If you say it like that. Okay. Well, yeah, that's uh, why I put it like that. How did Dream do last night, looking at them against the Aces?
3: Uh, lost for the first time this season. <sighs> got off to a 2-0 star. I tell you what, though, man, it looks like down in College Park is a lot of fun. They had big crowds. They had, big they had crowds. Big fun down there before had, that. They, but they had big crowds They've you know the last two nights. And uh, the way they play, right. of course, they got a coach that really stresses defense. Coach Denisha uh, Wright really stresses defense. But I tell you what, our first-round pick, uh, Ryan Howard, a young lady from Kentucky. Right, uh, she's worth the price of admission, dude. She she is coming in playing like she's been there before. She really is, and so they're they're, they're a real, treat to, watch. They're real treat to watch. You know
2: who's going to come back next week, and we're going to have a thing for her. Uh, maybe call it Millie's Minute. And if you are a dog lover, anything having to do with the pets, or as we move into summer, from time to time she's going to come out and tell us little nuggets. But the reason I was thinking about this is because something cool happened with Jesse. I'm sitting with Jesse, and Jesse will, from time to time, when she hears a bark on TV, you know, and people who have dogs will tell you that their dog like looks at the TV, right? And flat screens, it comes real clear. I wonder what they're looking at. But I was flipping around, and I was, but it was halftime of the NBA game a couple nights ago, and so I was changing the channels, and I landed on some one of the Showtime channels, and they were showing Fists of Fury. And all of a sudden, it was one of those fight scenes, and Jesse turned. And she was as riveted as I was watching Bruce Lee. (laughs) That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I mean, I was sitting looking at Jesse watching Bruce Lee fight. I was going, that's my dog. (laughs) I was, and she, and then when the fight was over with, she was done. But it was, I I don't know why, but she turned right when Bruce Lee started kicking you-know-what and and, and was enjoying (laughs) it. I thought that was great. So, Jessie's got <laughs> Fist of Fury. That's going on Desert Island with her. <laughs> coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, we yeah. are gonna we have something special um, that the Falcons are doing. And we're going to talk about that with a very special guest coming up about 9.20. We're going to talk Braves next, though. Sam McGregor, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix,